Disclaimer, all music streamed on this podcast is protected by Section 108 of the U.S. Copyright Act which states that copyrighted work reproduced for purposes of criticism and comment are not an infringement of copyright. But with that being said, let's set sail on the virtual ocean. Let me welcome you to the show. 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 second episode of very important show this is actually the last episode that the show will be called the very important show uh that name was suitable for the past iterations of this podcast but i think it's time to finally change the identity of the show at its roots Uh, and so from this point on the show will be called the virtual ocean so welcome to the virtual ocean i'm your captain j dot ram if this is your first time tuning in on this show, we explore the musical genre of Vaporwave together. Now, if you don't know what Vaporwave is, Vaporwave is a musical genre that is known for its aesthetics, quote-unquote aesthetics, and its music consists of distorted or slowed-down samples, extremely experimental structures, and vague commentaries on uh, this thing called modern capitalism. You know, uh, modern capitalism. We all, we all know what that is. We all live through that right now. Uh, vaporwave is really powerful at creating intense atmospheres. Uh, ones that, if you can really listen to it, it can transport you to a strange, chaotic, virtual world that lives beneath the comforts of our modern life. Um, I go into more about this uh, in episode one. Uh, in this, in the past episode, uh, in that episode, I referenced a video essay that explains the genre of vaporwave with, you know, this this perfect phrasing. You know, it's from a video essay uh, from Mister Amazing on YouTube, I believe. So go check out that episode if you haven't. Um, and you know, the main thing with this show is that I discover uh, vaporwave tracks with you, the audience, in real time. The music played on this podcast is typically music that I have never heard before. Um, In episode one, we arrived on the shores of the virtual ocean and listened to four of the artists who make up uh, Proto-Vapor, the musical precursors to the vaporwave genre. Things will be a little bit different today. In this episode, we're going to jump straight into the boom of vaporwave. What really put the genre and its aesthetics on the map was the anonymous artist, uh, at the time anonymous, um, known as Macintosh Plus, and today she is known as Ramona Xavier, and her current alias is Vectroid. Now, I have already listened to the album that we're going to listen to uh, today before, but I think given how important this album is to the genre, it deserves its own episode. So, Vectroid, also known as Ramona, 
Andra Xavier, is an electronic music artist from Portland, Oregon. Uh, her music has been described by many as an expose of late capitalism. Uh, she still makes music, and at some point in the show, we'll get to we'll get to more of her recent work. Uh, but mostly today, we're going to look at the album that popularized vaporwave. This album is called Floral Shop. Floral Shop is an album that critics have called a shift towards beauty in an age that has nearly run the gamut of what artists and musicians can do. Uh, Tiny Mixtapes ranked Floral Shop as one of the top 50 albums in the year 2012 when it came out. Fact Magazine called Floral Shop the defining album of Bandcamp, which is a streaming service where you can find a lot of independent artists and pretty much all Vaporwave music. Uh, We're going to be going to Bandcamp a lot in this show. Floral Shop is a Vaporwave album at the top of the totem pole. What stands close to it is a debate among Vaporwave music listeners, but there's no denying that this album is the golden child of the genre. And today, we get to listen to it together from beginning to end. While this podcast is mostly a discovery podcast, meaning that I typically find music I've never listened to before and listen along with you guys, I've actually listened to Floral Shop before, and I was I will still be giving my thoughts and commentary in between the tracks. So let's set sail on the virtual ocean destination, the island of Floral Shop. We will return shortly. Welcome back, everybody, to the virtual ocean. Today, we're going to begin our journey through the island of Floral Shop. Um, Floral Shop is a studio album by Vectroid under the one-time alias Macintosh Plus that came out on December 9, 2011 um, under her independent record label called Beer on the Rug. Um, Vectroid is not new to making music. She's very prolific. She's made a lot of music. And this one in particular was one of the most important ones because it uh, began the popularity of Vaporwave and... It's considered one of the most defining albums of the genre. So let's go ahead and listen to the first track. It is called, uh, all the uh, the tracks are in Japanese. And first one is pronounced Buto. Buto, I, I don't know how to pronounce Japanese, but it means booting. Translates to the word booting. Let's go ahead and listen to that first track.
That is track one called Booting by Macintosh Plus. And the sample in that track is Tar Baby by Sade. Sade? <laughs> how do you, I've never known how to pronounce uh, Sade's name. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, the sample used is Tar Baby. And if you recall from our first episode, we talked about how Vaporwave makes use of very slowed down uh, samples like Chuck Person's Echo Jams, for example, was was all a lot of slowed down samples. And this track is one of my favorite intros to an album ever because there is so much um uh there's so much uh climate in in the way that the the slowed down sample sounds and it paints this really dark dark uh like aura that nothing is going right and you take a song like tar baby and you you make it sound damn near demonic with a bunch of glitching sounds it makes you feel like you're entering a dark virtual space very harrowing very filled with shadows um we've arrived on an island and we're not really welcomed here it's very very scary Uh, to say the least and that's just the intro of the album let's go ahead and listen to the banger that is track number two called uh, i'm going to pronounce it in japanese gendai no konpyu gendai no konpyu uh aka uh risa furanku 420 gendai konpyu aka lisa frank 420 modern computing
that is track number two, Lisa Frank 420 slash Modern Computing. The sample on that song is It's Your Move by Diana Ross, released in 1984. And this track is a defining track for the genre for the reason that um, it's very, very groovy. Um, here on the island of Floral Shop, we are entering a bit more of a a kinder space. You know, it's more bubbly sound, but we're still in that same weird, twisted virtual world. Um, it's super catchy, but there's still that ambiance of there's something not quite right here. Um, and that has this song has branched a whole subgenre, I'd say. It's inspired a whole subgenre of catchier vaporwave music that we will get to in future episodes. But this track is a go-to uh, if you're to recommend this album to somebody. It is, it's this song. It's it's the it's your move little little riff that it opens up with. It's a very immersive song. I I don't ever get tired of listening to it. Um, when me and Brandon were trying to pull this album up on Bandcamp, this track wasn't on the track list because of uh, copyright issues. And the thing with Vaporwave is that it samples a bunch of tracks and they don't necessarily do it legally. And what they do is manipulate it and slow it down. So... You know, it does a bit. There's like a bit of a loophole that they that they go through, so it's technically legal. But um, I believe imported music and imported media in Japan uh, did that with American uh, content in the pre-internet era. Don't quote me on that. I think that's that's part of why vaporwave does that to American music. It's sort of like a like a reversal. Sorry, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a it's sort of like a reversal on not not a reversal. It's it's a uh, continuation of of that tradition that was done back then. And vaporwave pays a lot of homage to Japanese culture because of the 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 copywriting piracy uh, methods. I guess you see a lot of that in the aesthetics, and uh, it's just interesting. This entire album is in Japanese um track uh track naming so just a little uh nitpick about a little thing about that track we're gonna go ahead and listen to the third track called hana no senmonten aka floral shop Thank you. 
That is track three, titled Floral Shop, the name of the album. Uh, the sample used in that song is If I Saw You Again by Pages. Pages in a, is an American pop band from the late 70s, early 80s. Um, I love that track. I mean, I like most of the tracks on this album. Uh, I love how groovy it is, just like the last one. But it does groovy in a different way because these there's a lot of staggers, a lot of cuts in that. Dun 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 dun. Um, it's cut really well. You know, it's not just random. So it sounds experimental, but there's still a rhythm to it. Uh, and so there's something really satisfying about when it just staggers, like dun 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 Super satisfying because it just lands on beat. As a drummer, as someone who did marching band, I'm a big fan of. Uh, rhythmic manipulation like that and you know it's just a good track and we're gonna go ahead and keep listening with track number four called Rai Burari uh Rai Burari um yeah it translates to library (laughs) let's go ahead and listen to track number four
That is track four called Library. The song sampled in that is called You Need a Hero by Pages, which is also the band sampled in uh, track number three. When I listen to this track, it feels like I'm encountering water again. And water is a big thing in Vaporwave, um, believe it or not. And what I mean by water is the ambiance of water. Being submerged in water, being a, a fish in water, just a feeling of not being in in air, in in what human beings need to live, not being in an atmosphere, being submerged into something. And the significance of water uh, goes back to um, uh, Chuck Person, uh, Chuck Person's Echo Jams, where Echo Jams has the picture of the dolphins in the front, and a lot of Echo Jams is inspired, I believe, by um, Echo the Dolphin. Ever heard of that? So it's just interesting to see this this trope, this environmental trope in Vaporwave, uh, because quite frankly, a lot of Vaporwave is so different um, branching out from this, but there's always these little tropes that you can pick out. And another one of the, the tropes is is the sampling and these songs are pre-made and a lot of the catchiness of this song can honestly be attributed to the original song uh you need a hero by pages um but there's something about the manipulation of this song that gives it its own identity but is that manipulation enough for the song to stand on its own or is it a stolen song still so vaporwave always treads that line of the importance and the questioning the importance of questioning uh copyright and what it means to steal art uh it puts the legal and business part of the art and the music right in its face and it's it just links back to the capitalist critique or the vague commentary on capital capitalism that vaporwave has always uh, been about. Um, I love how I love how in this track the synth sound deflated. You know, um, <laughs> probably shouldn't be singing back the song to you guys, but you know they sound deflated and they it builds this ambiance um, of that submersion um, towards the end of the song. There's a speed up. Uh, tempo speed up significantly and then it just slows down and it reminds you that you are in a broken broken world you are in the island of floral shop all right let's go ahead and listen to track number five called shiri um also known as geography Thank you. 
that is track five, track five, geography. And we've immediately descended into a dark place with this track. Um, we are deep, deeply submerged in the water that I mentioned in the last in the last track. Um, again, the submersion, the, the sound that you are listening to music not through the medium of air but through the medium of some kind of liquid some kind of some kind of uh substance that you're you're trapped in um this track specifically reminds me of ku the artist we listened to in episode one where all the music was dark ambiance and it scared the fuck out of me made me feel like i was trapped in a in a dark dimension uh this track does the same thing and uh the dark ambiance uh, is always going to be a staple of the vaporwave genre because it is the undercurrent. It is the dark undercurrent that rides with modern society. So I uh, hope you had a good time enduring that track. Um, pretty damn scary if you ask me. Um, and we are going to go ahead and just continue on with track six called Chill Diving with Echo. In Japanese, it's Echo to Okan Daibingu. Ran to give me the approval.
That is track six, Chill Diving with Echo. Um, the sampled song is Deja Vu by Dancing Fantasy in that song. Um, when I say Echo, yes, it is the uh, Chuck Persons Echo Jam, E-C-C-O. The reference to that, again, it just goes back to what I said about this common thread of uh, dolphins and water and um, Echo the Dolphin. Uh, it is just in the, the vaporwave um vocabulary it's in the roots it's part of the foundations and this track pays proper homage to that and uh it's a lot more chill uh in this track we have come out of the darkness uh darkness saved by the virtual dolphins um being taken to the light um into a glistening to a glistening sea where we are saved Saved from the darkness of uh, the past tracks and uh, the broken virtual world. We have found the beautiful parts, the beautiful life of this virtual uh, um, ecosystem. Uh, ecosystem, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, the second part of the track when it breaks out into this this glistening um, moment is, is my favorite part of the track. Dun, 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 dun. Very, very beautiful, very uplifting. Um, but it once again uh, brings back that trope of water, being near the water, being in the ocean, being in the virtual ocean. Um, very, uh, very emblematic of that. Uh, and speaking of dolphins, uh, Porter Robinson is having a music festival this summer called Second Sky. And in his promo uh, video, he had dolphins animated virtual dolphins animated uh swimming along the bay area which is kind of cool so it shows that the iconography of the dolphin coming out of the vaporwave uh genre is still present today in 2019 so that's pretty cool uh shout out to echo jam and shout out to uh chuck person shout out to echo uh echo the dolphin uh we we see you echo the dolphin we love you uh now here's track seven called Sugaku, uh, also known as mathematics.
That was track seven, Mathematics Sugaku. Uh, that one is very heavenly. I like that one a lot. It juxtaposes the broken technology sounds with with natural sounds, with sounds uh, that come out of air, such as the saxophone and uh, very uplifting, bringing you not just back to earth, but higher and into the sky. And that's what I really like about that. Um, it's a very powerful ambiance in that the brokenness still the brokenness of the tracks and the clips still give it that that bit of a feeling feeling like you're inside of a computer a bit of a loading screen um, it's just this this cross between ethereal heaven and technology and electronics and very emblematic of where we're going in society right now we are be, we are essentially creating gods out of electronics and technology and i like seeing that in my music i like seeing that in vaporwave all right let's go to track eight called taiki also known as standby this is a one minute track let's go ahead and play it to stand by uh the uh the 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 sampled track and that is hang loose by dancing fantasy um you know very the most dancey track on the album for sure you know uh really really fat bass reminds you of being on a beach in the 80s um you know just a little fun track that ramona threw in there appreciate that let's go ahead and listen to track number nine called te yeah, it's called Te.
That is track nine, Te. Very, very nature-heavy track. And if this was released on vinyl, this is actually the last track of the album. And uh, I think if we're going to consider that the end of the album, a uh, very, very beautiful ending to an album that begins very broken, begins very jagged, very slow, goes into a very dark place, plunges you down into the water, and it brings you up, 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 and it ends with that track just soaring through the sky with the birds. Um, very beautiful uh, um, stand-up bass. Boom, 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 boom. Very great choice. Um, wow. Love that track a lot. Very good bookend to the vinyl record. But uh, on this podcast, we're going to finish it off with the last two tracks. And we have two more tracks and this 10th one is called Suki, also known as Moon.
that is track 10 titled Suki or uh, Moon. Uh, that is probably the first uh, track on this record that I don't like. <laughs> um, I feel like people might get this impression that I like every track I listen to, but that's not true. Uh, that track went on for way too long. Uh, the song sampled in that is I Only Have Eyes For You by Zap. Um, I can see why she left it out of the vinyl release and the cassette release. Um, maybe it has to do with the copyright. Maybe also had to do with it's just not that well thought out of a track. Uh, found myself zoning out a lot. Not a fan of repetitive tracks for the sake of ambiance but hey this is this is this is vectroid this is ramona this is just her uh making content and that's just my thought on that track um let's put that one behind us and close it out with the last track called seabed um let's see should i close out the the show before the last track or should i talk about the last no i'll I'll talk about it afterwards go ahead and play track 11 brandon (laughs) That is um, track 11 called Seabed. The sample is Sleeping Pill by Jamie Foxx. Another track that I don't really think belongs on the album. Um, I really felt like the first nine tracks sent us on a journey. It was a very clear place. And those last two tracks were kind of just tacked on there. I'm trying to figure out what their place was in the album. And it's 
honestly just they just feel like bonus tracks but regardless uh this is floral shop everybody this is the uh masterpiece vaporwave album that has defined the genre and as we go forward in this show a lot of the music we'll listen to will kind of take some cues from this album take some ideas from this album but uh most of all what this album set for vaporwave is the aesthetics uh you can look up the album cover on our instagram i have it posted on there this our instagram is at uh at the virtual ocean uh we haven't taken that name yet but i think that's what it will be but the the cover of this album has the uh the bust the greek bust with a picture of a city um and checkered tiles and it's just this iconic picture that has uh defined the aesthetics of vaporwave and definitely one of my favorite albums i'm so happy to listen to it with you guys i enjoy this album a lot if this was your first time thank you for joining us all the way through i really really appreciate you taking the time to stay with us stay with me on the virtual ocean and listening to some good music uh sometimes those last few tracks i don't know about those but the album itself was good this is Floral Shop. This is Vectroid, the founder, the definer of Vaporwave. And uh, we have arrived back onto our ship. And we will be setting sail again in a couple weeks. Once again, this is the Virtual Ocean. We're going to go ahead and close this uh, episode off with the track Te again. And we will see you in a couple weeks. Thank you, everybody, for listening and go ahead and follow us on Instagram. And I love you guys. Let us set sail once again.